Spectral Evidence, Episode 5 Smoke and Mirrors disc for you. It's already going. I know. I can hear it. I think the technology getting as good as it is. My good old disc plays wouldn't be so loud. I noticed when I turned it on, but it's not like we have too much of a choice. Better if I smacked it around a little to stop making as much noise. Probably have dozens of quieter ones lying around somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. We don't have as much time as you might think. You're lucky you've skipped half of the meetings. As courteous as they are to let us stay, considering the circumstances, I don't... You don't trust him? I did not say that. I just don't want to be here any longer than I have to. You're the boss. I'm not anybody's boss. I'm just as lost as everyone else. I'm just trying to do what I think is right. I'm only asking that you don't spend too long. Last one took you two hours. That was... different. A lot of it will be cut anyway. Yeah. Whatever you say. <sighs> Hi, audience. What do I even call you? I don't think I'm supposed to call you anything. But, you know, it feels wrong not to. Like, impolite or something. <laughs> That's funny. I've never been worried about being impolite before. Guess I've had a change of heart. Today's been a shit day. Like, not as bad as the ones we're retelling to you, probably. But still, profound and utter shit. Which is why I'm going to give you every painstaking detail of a different one. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. That's exactly what I've been told not to do. Sorry. Guess I won't share all of my feelings about every stupid event like everyone else has. It's not like that's the entire point of recording these anyway. No. You know what? I am pissed. This isn't some professionally made documentary. It's a bunch of screwed up people trying to seem less screwed up for the sake of everybody else's sanity whilst explaining the most disturbing shit imaginable across every universe. Is it a crime to input my thoughts on the situation? Everybody's all about spilling their feelings and listening to everyone else spill theirs now for the greater good, except for mine. I'm not going to doctor anything, I'm telling you. Shouldn't have to. This whole project is supposed to be about transparency, the truth. Revealing our pasts or something. For Christ's sake, no secrets. Yes. Thank you, Mama. He's coming over right now. No, I didn't bring any toads in. I brought a frog in today. Okay, okay, I'll put it outside. Bye-bye, Mama. God, does it ever stop raining? Clothes are, like, always wet now. <laughs> Kit, you're here. Uh, good timing. Mom just called and said we can order food. Oh, tell her thanks. I did. Oh, also, come look. Uh, what is it? It's a snail enclosure. Made it in woodshop. There is no way they're offering woodshop classes now. Well, it's one of three electives for freshmen besides health. What are the other three? Uh, an extra PE course, band, and... Actually, never mind. Just three. They cut the computer course for woodshop. Not like they can afford the upkeep of those anyways. I think April's pushing for a schedule of entirely electives, but I don't know how that's gonna work out. <sighs> that's so lame. I'm definitely gonna write something about that, though. Anyway, 
cool snail cage? It's not a cage. I would never do that. Snails are pretty easy to take care of, so anything goes as long as the tank they live in is mostly clear and has proper ventilation. It also needs to be big enough, so I think this tub's good for smaller ones. Also, you're not supposed to put one garden snail alone in a container. You're supposed to have two or more. Nice! Did you catch any? Not yet, but they're super easy to snag. I practice sometimes by just catching them and letting them go right after. Doesn't your mum hate books and stuff? Thought she said you had to keep them out of the house. Oh, she does. She doesn't let me touch anything without washing my hands after I come inside. But what she doesn't know can't hurt her. Oh, so you're being sneaky about it. Good on you. I did that too. When I was a kid, I bought this dog and kept him for a whole week without my mom noticing. Oh, was he a puppy? Yeah, actually. I mean, well, he wasn't that small, but, you know, was he a year old at best? Named Scout, because, you know, sounded cool. I kept wandering around outside the trailer without a collar on or anything, and sometimes I heard him scratching on cold nights, so... So you saved him? Kind of like how I saved my snails. Yeah, well, he was supposed to be my pet, and dogs live a little longer than snails. Probably. Uh, I kind of miss him. Well, they want to go on on his own. If you ever want to learn to take care of a pet you can hide pretty easy, I've got a bunch of snails with your name on them. Well, not literally. Yet. You can use some of my paint if you want. Aw, thanks, Juju. I'll think on it. For some reason, I feel like I have to clarify I'm not fibbing on this one. Well, mostly. No, I didn't get to keep the dog. I turned him off to a, uh, friend. I did a lot of sneaky shit around my mum, from elementary all the way into my senior year. Usually it was just to sneak something in the house, but occasionally it was to steal something out of it, too. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was get away with any of it. For all my thievery, I was god-awful at keeping my stolen goods a secret. I'm making it sound like I was some master thief, but it was just stuff like food or, you know, Soda, maybe, from the back of the mini-fridge. I had this stash in our trailer in the back of a small sliding cabinet under my bed. It was filled to the brim with all sorts of stuff from cans of ravioli to school books, when I really needed a new one and couldn't write small in the margins anymore. I mean, I didn't know where else to put it. It's not like I had a closet or anything to stuff it all in. Uh, my mum usually stepped outside on this hammock when it was cold enough that bugs wouldn't be out, so sneaking things in and out got harder as it started getting more daring with my finds. Point of all that being, I felt pretty proud when I saw that Jules had taken after me. Yeah, but I don't really like being sneaky. I don't like lying or anything. I just have to sometimes, until I can get my own place. You sound almost exactly like Birdie. I swear she said something like that to me word for word once. You'll definitely get used to it. You always shake you the first few times you pull something you're not supposed to. I just don't like my mom being upset with me. <laughs> if she yells at you, you can always just yell at her back. I started doing that a couple years ago and it saved me a lot of grief. She doesn't yell at me. Or Birdie, for that matter. Or you. Yeah, well, my mom wouldn't shout if you were over. She'd act nice. Maybe. Nah, scratch everything I said. She'd definitely yell at someone. Yeah, well, I'm my mama's boy, I guess. I like it when she's not mad at me. Speaking of, she'll definitely be upset if we don't get food at some point. I'll order it. Phone's not dead yet. Yep, something in mind, or...? Nah, you can surprise me if you want. Sweet, hold on. Uh, let me call the place I'm thinking of then. I know a guy who works the night shift, so I can see if he can speed up the wait for us.
Where are you going? You said surprise me. You can wait till it gets here to see what I ordered. Okay. Oh, did I seriously forget to paint the bottom? My snails are going to be so bored. What are they going to look at all day without a pretty design to distract them? Hmm, can snails even see colors? Okay, the fastest we can get it is in a half an hour. Wait, um, do you have any food allergies? Uh, I forgot. Nope. Good, because I already paid. While we wait for it to come, we can play a board game or something. Mama has this cabinet of them down the hall. I can check which ones we have. Huh. Guess there aren't as many as I remembered. Have you ever played Mancala? Nope. Crap. I'm not good at teaching it. Chess? I, I played it once, but I forgot the basics. Really? Damn. Uh, I'm sure we have another one that's good. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I never play board games. Truth or dare? Ugh. Can't. Don't know the rules to that one. You haven't played anything, huh? So, the rules are really simple, and it's not a board game like the others. One of us asks- uh, It was a joke, Jules. I was- I was kidding. Oh! So we can play. Sure. Don't have anything better to do. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to go first? Oh, hell yeah. This is your fair warning, though. If you dare me to do anything stupid, like, uh, like, lick the floor or something, uh, I'm gonna make you do something worse. But that's the point of the game. I don't play by the rules. Then my truths are going to be super hard to answer. Deal? You know what? Yeah, deal. And you have to be honest. Oh, come on. I said I wasn't gonna be. I'm just saying, it's not fun or fair if you lie when you pick truth. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll be honest with you. Trust me. I'd no intention of being honest. There's a, there's a part of me that really wishes I had been. Way before the game even started. Would have made everything so much easier. Would have saved me from a lot of trouble, but of course, I didn't. So... Truth or dare? Uh, definitely not dare. What? I won't do anything bad. Yet. Just a little mischief. But, sure, I've got a good one anyway. You and Ruth a thing. Be honest. Right off the bat? How did you know? Is it really that obvious? Oh, <laughs> come on. You were literally holding hands with her in the treehouse. I'm just curious. It's... Uh, it's not really a yes or no answer. It's complicated. Wouldn't it be easy to, you know, rip the plaster off sooner than later? Yeah, but... Okay, don't tell her I said anything. But she's still dating this one freshman guy who asked her out on Valentine's. She didn't know how to say she wasn't that interested. And she does not like him. So... Yeah. We can't date until she breaks up with him. And she hates talking to him. Wouldn't it be easy to, you know, rip the band-aid off sooner than later? Well, they knew each other when we were all in middle school, and we all have the same friend group. Right. Screwed up underclassmen friend group dynamics. <laughs> I'm no stranger to those, but, you know, still sounds like hell. I just tell the guy I didn't like him, and he can kiss my ass if he has an issue with it. Kit, he's 5'11". As a freshman? Yeah. Okay, well... Have you got any older siblings I can boss around? I, I kind of filled my beating up freshman quota for the year and <laughs> maybe the rest of my life. I, I promised Birdie I wouldn't do it as much this year. If you want to take on our only linebacker, I guess. 
But if you do anything, just please don't say I sent you. Yeah, don't worry. I won't do anything too bad. April's on my case again. Probably for the better, if it's about the whole beating up people thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, crap. I forgot we were playing. Um, ask me. Oh, yeah. Um, truth or dare? Dare. Empty out your bag pockets. I want to see what's in there. My pockets? <laughs> sure. Um, I don't keep anything special in here, honestly. Hmm. Okay. Wallet. Key to trailer. Huh. I was wondering where that was. Um, three pens and a lip balm I found on the ground. Still good though. Uh, I think two of these pens are dead. Up uh, my phone. Oh, another phone. Burner. You have one of those? Not just in case. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have an extra. It Does it work? <laughs> yeah, of course it does. I wouldn't be carrying around a broken phone. The screen looks like it's seen better days. Yeah, it might be cracked a bit, but you can still call on it. And that's the point of a phone anyways. And, uh, what else is in here? <laughs> a couple of school supplies, but needing those for much longer. Because you're dropping out, right? Uh, yep. I'm not going anywhere, promise. But not like I was going to graduate anyways. <laughs> My grades suck. Fair enough, I guess. Oh, that's where I put this. I snacked some candy for Friday and I totally forgot it was in here. Um, speaking of her, there are, um, one, two, three, five coins of hers in here. Um, she keeps giving me quarters she finds before, like, 1980s. I think she thinks they're rare. Um, whatever. Um, what made you interested in my bag, anyway? I don't know. Figured you'd have some super secret stuff in there. <laughs> I want to keep all my top secret stuff on me. That's too easy to get stolen. Where do you keep them? Oh. You don't get my answer until I pick truth. Ugh, fine. Your turn to ask. Alright, well, truth again? No, dare. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, I dare you to bleach a little bit of your hair. No! How big does it have to be? Well, not just one hair. <laughs> my mom will kill me if I mess it up. Thought you wanted a different colour. I do, but not a little strand of bleach. <laughs> I'll do it if you want. I mean, grows back anyways. Me in the back, so you won't be able to see it. What? That's so much more noticeable. Well, I didn't say nobody was going to be able to see it. Just you. No, just choose another dare. A stupid one that won't be as permanent. Well, that's my offer. Unless you want to back out on dares altogether. I'm not backing out on all of the dares. Just this one. Well, backing out of one leads to backing out of two, then three, then... I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, of course you won't. Why are you saying it like that, then? Look, I'm just cheeky like that. <laughs> Look, if you want something cool on your head, but, you know, don't want to mess up your hair, you could just get a hat. I've thought about it, but I can't find any that fit me. I have a big head. Do you like mine? Yeah, actually, I was, um, looking for a similar one. I don't know where to find any like it, though. Well, I'll know where. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Nothing! <laughs> Uh, here. Sorry that the first so, uh, soggy brain got to it, but, you know, dries pretty well. You're kidding. Nope. Wow, um, thanks? Thank you. Sorry. I really don't know what to say. Well, don't thank me. Seriously, this thing is such a drag for me. I keep leaving it on the floor and, you know, slipping on it, and it's 
rubbish against the rain. You'd be doing me a favour by taking it, honestly. I hate it. But, but like, it's a good hat. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry for being so weird about it. Seriously, you're fine. Would've been embarrassing if you didn't want it. No, no. It's really nice. I can set it out to dry on the back of a chair or something. You know, you were the first person I knew that made me realize I could just change my appearance when I wanted. Pronouns and stuff too, not just clothes. Really? I thought Birdie was out first. She was practically like begging your mum for estrogen at the age of like seven. I remember her avoiding scissors like a plague just to keep her hair long, you know, just in case they'd creep up on her and cut it by themselves. Yeah, but it's different. I don't know. I look up to her as family, as an older sister, but our experiences with identity are totally different. She's a lot more sure of everything than I am, and she's never had to question it or anything. She just makes decisions and sticks with them. Real binary. Black and white. Yeah, and it's not like that's a bad thing. It's just not like that for me at all. I don't get to be able to just know. The way I look at myself and talk about who I am changes a lot faster. And when I finally pick a label, it never fits the way I want it to. I don't think I've ever settled on a label in my life. It's really cute to watch you guys know so much about yourselves already. I mean, especially Friday. I don't think I knew what new pronouns were until like this year and it and I took some getting used to using them. But I don't think I ever sat down and said, yeah, I'm trans for sure, you know? I just sort of used the label and it felt okay. But you know you're a lesbian for sure. How'd you figure that out? Okay, maybe one label. That was different. I just kind of knew. But, you know, it did take me a little while to get used to the idea of it. Sucks when your worst enemy is you. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> really sucks. The bit about always knowing wasn't entirely true. Um, don't let this scare you or anything, because it's different for everyone, you know? But um, it was way more like a grieving process. I sort of pushed it down for a couple years, and then I cried a lot about it. And I remember when I fully accepted it, I just broke down. I felt so crazy, and I definitely didn't feel as cool as I looked. <laughs> hmm. I'm not sad that I'm a lesbian, you know, don't get me wrong. I like being queer, I'm not ashamed, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just, like, so alienating, you know? Especially after I date so many guys, and... I know anyone who knows me now would hear that and go, you kidnated guys? And yes, it's true, unfortunately. Just get the shock out now before I move on. Um, nobody was ever rude to me about it when I told them or even mentioned the guys that I dated. Everyone was really supportive or like, at least calm when I told them, but it didn't shake how hard I wanted to be like everyone else. And knowing that I never would was, uh, yeah. It was like Jules said, I, I wasn't fighting anyone but myself. Back then I was a really, really stubborn fighter. Still am sometimes, you know? Even when I don't mean to be. I have a question, but I don't think it's good for the game. Dish the game for a second. Hit me with it. What do you do when you lose friends? Uh, lose them how? Like, how do you deal with it? Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> stupid, but... Okay. Please, don't laugh at me if I tell you. Well, Scout's honor. I won't laugh at you. You're not a scout. I... <laughs> Never mind. Okay. 
I only made the club uh, assembly because I wanted everybody to like it. I like studying crime and all the local disappearances and whatever, but I did it because I thought Ruth wouldn't like me if I didn't. Well, that's dumb. I mean, you know, if that happened. No, no, God, no. She's really nice. She'd never say that. It made sense to me, though. She really likes organization and leadership, and she's the president of, like, three school clubs. So I thought if I made one and she could run some of it, it would impress her. But I think it just stressed us out more because now that guy she's dating knows we're hanging out and I don't even have anything for the next meeting. I don't know if anyone even wants to go to the next meeting because last time we nearly got eaten. I can just feel that something bad's gonna happen. I just want to prepare for if she doesn't like me anymore. If anyone even likes me anymore. Juju, it's, it's funny. Um, I kind of did the same thing. Well, not the same, but similar, I guess. When Birdie started working for the school newspaper, she was so excited and uh, I wanted to impress her pretty badly, so I took up a spot beside her. But turns out I suck at writing for that stupid newspaper and I don't know literally anything about formatting. I've never been good with English either, so my grammar is absolute shit. She hates everything I write. So why do you keep writing for it? Why did I keep writing for it? Huh. Guess I didn't think about it that hard. I wasn't really lying when I said I didn't know, but I definitely didn't give a totally accurate answer. I knew I hated what I was doing, so it wasn't some passion for the arts type thing. Everybody thought the newspaper was lame, so it wasn't for cool points either. I can't even say for certain it was for Birdie, but we fought so often that staying only made it worse. I guess it was just the only thing I knew how to do, and, you know, kept me out of the trailer for a while, so why not? I don't know. We probably wouldn't hang out if I didn't. It'd be stupid to give it up now, but I wouldn't suggest doing what I did. I don't know. We probably wouldn't hang out if I didn't. It would be stupid to give it up now, but I wouldn't suggest doing what I did. I don't know. We probably wouldn't hang out if I didn't, so, you know. I mean, it would be stupid to give it up now, but I wouldn't suggest doing what I did. I didn't know you guys were stressed about that. I mean... I know you fight, I'm not dense, but I figured it was just because of something else. Birdie doesn't ever talk about the newspaper anymore unless Miss April really likes it. It's about a lot of things. Yeah, Ruth and I don't ever fight that bad. We don't fight much, uh, anymore. Yeah, but Birdie says you argue. Well, that's true, but it's better than when we were fighting. That's different, that sucked. Hmm. I've got a question. If you have the choice between staying with your friends or moving out and doing whatever you wanted, what would you choose? Are we still playing the game? Are we? Well, I guess a while ago, I might have said I'd move out. I still kind of want to move back with my grandparents, you know, up in Eugene, because I can study criminology up there and we're kind of disconnected from family here. Mama moved here when we were little. And Dad moved with us later, right? So it's usually just me and Birdie, because Dad's always driving up the coast to take care of family, and Mama's not even home most of the time. They're also busy doing all kinds of important stuff. And now I'm not so sure. Maybe it's just Friday getting to me, but I'm actually kind of excited to have this close friend group, you know? 
I feel like I have a future with them. It's hard saying it straight out to them, but I do think about it a lot. Is that stupid? Sorry. Nah, that's how every kid thinks. It's not stupid. I just, I just hate to make the wrong decision, you know? But I've got time to think about it, hopefully. Kit, I have a kinda serious question. <laughs> Those weren't serious? No, they were. I just have a really serious one this time. It's different. Sure. So, um, I guess this is a kind of serious question, not really meant for the game, but we're not playing the game anymore, right? So, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> Spit it out! Are you scared of dying, Kit? Uh, <laughs> that is a weird question. Why? It's just, you know, with all the disappearances and stuff, I can't help but think about it sometimes. And I thought maybe you had thought about it some, and I wanted to know how you dealt with it. Because, I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of scaring me. Sorry if that's lame or something, but you're older, so I thought... I'm not that old. I'm not dying anytime soon. But stuff happens, you know? Do you ever get scared about it? Well, if it happens, it happens. I'm not scared. It's not my fault, so I don't know. Seems kind of pointless to be worried. Man, yeah, yeah, I'm just scared over nothing. You know, you seem so cool about everything most of the time. I can't do that, I'm too nervous. You think I'm cool? Well, yeah, sorta. Aw, choo-choo. I'm holding that over your head forever. Don't you dare. <laughs> what? You're right. Still. Aw. <laughs> Fine. When I move away and send you nice handwritten letters, that's when I'll let it go. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe not handwritten. I need spell check or I'd write my own name wrong. No, I meant- hold on. Are you actually moving? Yeah, probably. Don't tell Birdie I told you. You just said you weren't moving away. <laughs> no, I didn't. You promised you weren't going anywhere. <laughs> Did I? Do you seriously not remember? I mean, I sort of do, but sometimes I just say stuff. I'm not always serious about it. You said you wouldn't lie, and you lied to me. Well, I said I'd answer all the truths correctly, and I did. You barely chose truth on purpose. How am I supposed to believe you? Look, Juju, it's really not that big of a deal. It's it is that big of a deal. So how am I supposed to believe you on any of the stuff you told me? It's literally fine. I meant to tell you at some point. I doubt that. Okay, what is so serious about me moving? It's not like I was going to stay here for college. If I got into college. You're fine with me dropping out. You could work in town. You could stay with us. We always let you stay when you need to. Birdie says. God, screw what Birdie says. The whole reason I'm getting away from this town is because I don't want to be around her anymore. But you told me the reason you kept writing is because you did want to be around her. So what's the actual truth? Well, it's not a lie. They're both true. Can you just be honest for once? Is it me? Do you just not want to be around me anymore? <laughs> I've been around you a lot, but I barely know you, Jules. You would never do anything that would make me give so much of a damn that I'd move away. And I can't do anything that would make you give enough of a damn to stay either, apparently. Do you really care about us that little? Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Does it matter? Probably not to you, but... It matters a lot to me. It's, uh, 
really unfortunate how that was the only bit of truth I managed. Um, I was losing my grip on reality a little. More than a little. Bit by bit, I felt jealousy consuming me. I used to have this twisting lovesickness, you know? That just festering in me. When Bernie and I, when, when we were together, I thought that's what real love was supposed to feel like. I'd never felt something so intense and all-encompassing and I was absolutely mad, you know? Every day of my life, when I was around her, it was like the world was real, beautiful and colourful, like, like a kaleidoscope. Wherever you looked, it was just her image, multiplied a thousandfold, brilliant and, and glittering. But then every time we were apart, it shattered that world. I stupidly chalked it up to an undying loyalty. Because I'd never felt anything for the boys I'd dated before, and this was so different. But it wasn't love. I don't know what it was, it just wasn't love. It was ugly. It spiralled into hatred and envy, and I couldn't tell repulsion from affection to save my life. She's my everything for a long time, but in an instant she wasn't anymore, and I needed a way out. I didn't care where, I didn't even care if it was safe. Okay, sorry. You're not sorry. I can only tell you're honest when you're angry. Don't say that, Jules. You don't, you don't mean that. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I'm going to my room. If that's the food, just leave it in the fridge. I don't want it. If my mom comes home, you can just say that I'm not hungry. And if Birdie comes home early, whatever. Say whatever the hell you want. Good night. Night, Juju. Don't call me that. I hate that that argument was the last real conversation me and Jules ever had. I don't think our relationship was ever the same after that. I watched him walk upstairs and I grabbed the food from outside and I sat. I didn't cry, I just turned the lights real low, sat in the kitchen, and ate a little, put it away like he asked. I didn't even sit on the couch to eat. Didn't feel like a second home anymore. Felt like I was intruding in someone else's house. Again. You know, Buddy and I made that tree house, we were pretty young, with the help of her parents, obviously. So we carved our initials into it. Wasn't for a club or anything at first, Jules was still a real little kid at that point. It's supposed to be a place for all of us to run around and stay out of trouble, but I'd sneak out of the trailer and sleep up there instead when things got real bad. They used to let me, they never asked any questions either. Jinx was there too. I... I... I, I don't really want to talk about them yet, but they stayed up with me sometimes, just like Jules and I did that night, talking and talking in the treehouse when life was simple and nobody gave a shit about magic or ghosts or monsters. Or me. Sometimes I wish it were that simple, that I never lied or stole. I was thinking about everything that led up to that point, about Jinx, about the disappearances, about Jules, and Running away, hell, I was so tired and everything. I could have done it right then and there. Just walk out the door and drive off into oblivion. No experience needed. But I didn't. I sat there and I ruminated. And in the low light of the lamp of the living room, I, I swore for a second. I saw my bald fist glow with a rising scarlet anger. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, we've got another meeting in ten. <laughs> It was like our time slots get shorter and shorter. 
and we'll talk about it in the meeting, I'm sure. Where'd you leave off? Oh, I was just wrapping up on the night Jules and I were talking. Um, sorry for being rude earlier. It's fine. Was it really that eventful? He never, well, he never talked about it that much. Doesn't matter. Um, I meant to ask. You're not looking these over, are you? What? No. Uh, uh, should I be? No. Um, just curious. Mind letting me say something real quick before we go? Just make it quick, please. <laughs> sure. Not my boss. Um, remember I said no secrets. Um, I didn't say I wouldn't lie, but I'm trying, you know, to get better. For everybody else's sake. You don't have any good reason to believe me. I'd just like it if you did. And for the record, I don't really believe that Bertie isn't looking over these. She's been really high-strung lately. I mean, she always is, but now more than ever. I'm just curious why. It's not anything I didn't know about, right? Hmm. Anyways, um, stay safe, I guess. Hi, I'm Calliope Monroe, creator of Spectral Evidence and Aster Podcasting Network production. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. You can find us on our website at spectralevidence.card.co or on social media. We're specevy underscore pod on Twitter and Spectral Evidence Pod on Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon at Mix Eli Ramos. That's M X E L I R A M O S. You can support Aster Podcasting Network at different tiers and get rewards like early access to episodes, annotated scripts, commentaries, behind the scenes posts, art, and even merch. That's not just for Spectral Evidence, but all the shows on the network. The money you give directly goes to supporting our editor, showrunners, and actors who make these shows possible. Please support us if you have the means, because any amount helps. Audio editing done by Eli Ramos. Script editing done by Inigo Sharani. Our voice talents are as follows. Romeo Giovanni as Kit Bailey, Georgia Head as Bertie Aylesworth, and Tillian Colon as Jules Aylesworth. Attributions for sound and music used can be found in the show notes. Thanks to Ezra Lee Buck and Audrey Pham, two $20 patrons on our Patreon. Also, hi! I cannot believe we're at episode 5. Um, I enjoyed putting a personal note at the end here last time as both a thank you for listening to the credits and also because it sounds a little bit more genuine than just me reading off the same script. Um, next episode marks the middle of the season, and I think it comes out on my birthday month, so I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, but yeah, I'm very grateful for everybody who's listening, even if it's only a couple people. I don't really care. It makes me really happy that people like Spectral Evidence, because I work on it all the time. So, anyway, thank you for listening, and hope to see you again next time. <laughs> Bye!